Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. One of the principles behind human design is that your wants are not here in you by accident. Before you come here, your soul chooses the things that it's going to want to show it the right things to you as a human being of what to propel yourself towards, what to move towards. Your wants are your kind of signposts and your directions because we live in a world where there's billions of things that could tickle and delight us. And so one of the main things that we start with is that your wants are not random, they're divined. And a big part of getting to your higher self as a human being on this planet is achieving the things that your soul came here to achieve and the wants are the things that are going to show you the way. But just like every other um, aspect of human design, there is so much conditioning around what our wants should be and how we interpret what those wants are. And so I think this week we want to talk about really getting clear on what your soul's true wants are because before you go out there and try to manifest it, before you try to reprogram your subconscious, the main nugget is to have that relationship with your wants and to get clear on what the wants actually are. So I think the first thing that really comes to mind is that, um, you know, everybody has a need for security and safety and belonging and love and, um, you know, some kind of financial security, some kind of roof over their head, food and shelter, you know, those basic, um, you know, Laszlo's hierarchy of needs. And what's interesting about those is that actually love and belonging come even before like food and shelter and stuff, because we're so tribal that, in order to even get the food and shelter back in the day, we needed to stick together. So the main thing is to understand to not abuse the things that you want, like the goals, like if you've always wanted to be famous, for example, have you abused that and not let that goal be pure in itself because you've used the um, being famous to equate loving and belonging, right? You've funneled all that deep true human need to love and belong and told yourself or someone has told you along the way or society has told you along the way that being famous will finally make you feel like you love and belong and what that does is that hijacks a want that could either have never been yours in the first place or you inherently do want to be famous but you're misusing that beautiful want of your soul for the wrong reasons, to fill a hole. And then what often happens is that skews the ease and the flow with which you get that. And it also makes it not feel sweet when you get there because you still feel equally as empty because what you thought you were getting from it, it isn't giving you. So what we want to do with our wants is we want to pull out 
all the um, pressures that we put on those things to give us things that are very human, like love and belonging, like a sense of feeling good enough, like a sense of, um, you know, being connected to people and realize that those basic things are things that we almost are never going to finally feel. They fluctuate. You know, when you have a fight with your spouse, you feel maybe less that you belong. It doesn't mean that you don't have a sense of love and belonging, right? It's something that you build on the side alongside getting to your goals, like you've always wanted to be an author or you've always wanted to be famous or you really want a house or whatever those like kind of um, more detailed goals are. So the themes, the, the greater themes, love, belonging, feeling seen, feeling important, feeling like you matter, um, safety, security, um, those things are what every human needs. They're not specific to you, right? And it's absolutely okay to want to secure those things, and you should. But you should get also very clear on the fact that you might have other kind of more shallow goals that you're either adopting because you think they're the only way to give you that thing, like, oh, I need to be an influencer because that's the only way that I can make quick money, right? You shouldn't judge yourself for sometimes the fact that you do want a quick source of income, but you want to detach the the how goals, like the being an influencer or the getting a house or being a famous, that those are just iterations of how your soul, the character your soul is going to play out. But you want to remove those things and do those things because they either are your joy or they're not and not funnel the expectation of I'm doing this because it's finally going to fill a hole in me. You want to go towards things that are genuine to you for as long as they're genuine to you, especially when you can't explain why, because we are going into a world where now you will be able to manifest anything. So the question then becomes, what actually matters to you to manifest? What's going to feel sweet when you finally get it? What's going to feel sweet along the way? Do you want to be an influencer because you love, you've always had a sense of influence and we can see that in people's charts. You know, we there are people who have inherently influential energy. Or do you want to be an influencer because you love clothes? All of those things are great. But... Are you doing it because you love the process of doing that thing or are you doing it to get to a certain result because you think it's going to fill a hole? And really this is a gift to be thinking about this now because the gaps between time, space and motion are shortening as we speak. Um, Matter is becoming so much less, um, having less of a hold over us and we have so much more power inside of us and it's going to take us so much further. So you will be able to get these stratospheric rises to fame or to money that will just collapse all of a sudden because they haven't gotten there in an integrated way. And so this is really the the time to be talking about this. And we talk about this in the new paradigm workshop inside the app um, that we just added last week, where if it's easier to make anything happen for good or for bad, what do you want to make happen? If it's not that hard to make anything happen or if it's less hard to make things happen, what actually is going to fulfill you when you get there? What's going to fulfill you as you go? If anything that you loved could make you successful, if any person that you could choose would be your ideal person, like who do you choose? What do you want? My question here is how do we know, how can we figure out and sort through what are the wants that are pure to us versus the wants that are conditioned in us because 
for example, I have gift 40, okay? And I do have this desire to kind of be seen on a bigger stage. Like I, I want to have the people looking at me and being – I want to give to people in that way. And that's always kind of been like in my head, oh, I want to be not necessarily famous, mm-hmm. but in front of people. Mm-hmm. So there definitely is like a negative iter- iteration to that where I think I've worked through the layers of like what along the way – actually makes me feel that way but how do we what is that process of figuring out the pure want of what why we want that versus a artificially created want Mm. well i think this is actually where human design does come in handy because it can say to you for example in this case this want is a part of me so immediately you know it's not something you put to the side and it's not you and it's just who you're taught to be immediately you know oh it's something that I have and I need to make sure it's the good expression of it Mm -hmm. right so there's a difference between having something given to you that was never really in you in the first place versus something that's in you that you're learning to make the better version of itself so that's where human design comes in really handy because you learn immediately what's yours to contend with that you can improve and also what you can just learn to put to the side so that's number one in this case that we're talking about now, I would really say that it's almost you need to become your own energy reader where you notice the places where you have more of a cling to that thing. You know, like what are the things you're doing where there's a bit more pressure that you're putting on those things to give you the thing you want and you know we've spoken about this on the podcast before where you knew you wanted to have a job which would allow you to um, travel and that would allow you to um, work by a pool freedom of movement yeah being able to be wherever I wanted to be while I was working yeah and you thought that it was coming to you in a certain way but what's interesting is that you almost have to be in the game of trying to get it, even if you're getting it wrong, to be able to see or for life to be able to help redirect you. And you have to be open along the way, which you were all three of those things. So it's not about sitting on your couch and figuring out the best way to get to what you want before you get to it. It's almost like just putting energy into the things that you think and being willing to notice that some of those things have could have been conditioning or you could notice that you think that you told yourself that those are things that are right now cool or that people everyone else is doing them or everyone else I see doing the same thing it's working for them because for every person you see that it's working for I promise you there's a hundred or two hundred or a thousand people that you're not seeing because it isn't working for them so we're almost living in this echo chamber of only seeing the success stories but how what percentage of the population are we seeing of success stories right Mm. so our goal is really to send our little we're all envoys of the light in our different little corners of life and the world and so we want to send the person who's gonna um i don't know come up with some technology because they're so fascinated by dragonflies and they learn something about the way that dragonflies are built that then can impact everybody else because they were just so fascinated by the dragonfly but if they wanted to impact everybody else and they were working backwards and they were saying well that means i had to do i can only do this this and this that would never lead them to having the impact that they could because they didn't go down um the thing that has no pressure for them to then surprisingly in the story of your life remunerate the very things that your soul always knew that it wanted and was always kind of 
being the signal inside of you that would shine when you knew that you were doing your right thing. But you have to, it's almost like um, when you watch a movie, like it all comes together in the end. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that it doesn't come together only until the last day of your life. But life is a series of mini processes of I'm trying, I'm going, I'm open, I'm exploring, I'm doing this, I'm deconditioning myself along the way. Pop. Okay, there we go. Next thing. And it never stops. And so we're always entering into that unknown when we are unveiling another level of what our soul wants. And we don't even know a small percentage of our current soul wants. Like where we're at is what we can see is our current level of consciousness, right? And the world is going to change so much more that you're going to be able to want new things because you're going to see different possibilities and opportunities open up to you. And that's what I think is really going to happen next year is that what we know as possibilities and opportunities and different um streams to go down in the world is just going to open up so much more so the main key is to just stop trying to reverse engineer and to actually look at the formats you're creating that you're telling yourself you need to have this you need to do it this way and wherever you're at in your journey you you refine it you know what I mean so okay I want to um have freedom of movement okay well is there even a one percent of that that is needing that to I don't know prove that I'm breaking a generational thing or to show my friend that I can make it happen or to make her see that it can happen so that I prove to her that it's possible so because I want to be the big example like any of those other things that we do and we all do them like I notice them in myself all the time so the key is really not to shame yourself for the fact that you do it because we're all human and that's has to be part of the game for us to understand that we overcome it and that's how we perfect as human beings as souls and so you do this whole process when you remove the shame from looking at your own humanness and just going, oh, okay, well, why do I want this? Why do I want this? And what happens is, let's say your relationship to this beautiful calling that you have, no matter what the calling is, the more pure and respectful you are towards the way you treat that calling, the more the calling is going to call you and work with you. So even if there's 20% of you that is using this to get whatever and you take it down to 19%, you see the results and you will see the results even more in the coming year. And that's why it's really important to, to clean, to do constant cleaning behind. It's not a one and done thing. It's that constant cleaning of, okay, well, I got into this for the right reasons, but then it got me some attention. Okay, let's clean the attention. Let's clean the part of me that isn't liking it. Let me bring a little bit of service consciousness back into this. Whatever your thing is, whatever whatever you try, if you're in the game, you're not getting it wrong. If your intention is to clean yourself up along the way and to unburden the soul's true wants, your little inclinations and your gifts from giving you those basic needs or for giving you ego validation, and like I, you know, like I was saying, fame could be ego validation, but it also could be, you know, part of you that's inherent. So you have to do that detective work on yourself. And usually it will be a mix of the two. And so you have to address the part that needs it for the real reasons and address when you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And that's how your calling will come and carry you and just bring you to the next level. What I'm hearing is that what's funny is there's layers of our wants. So even if we are having a look at what our wants are 
some of them, but we think that they could be coming from an ego place. There could be a pure want underneath that ego want. Mm-hmm. And this analogy just popped into my head of what it feels like when you when you said how I got this job kind of thing where I was kind of going at it from an ego place and then somehow worked it to a place where it was coming from a pure desire. Um, it feels to me, looking back, like you know how the energy that you'll get if you drink an energy drink is like this like really like crack feeling. Like it's like a really intense caffeine high. And then coffee is like, oh, that's like a really energized high. And then a different green tea is like is energy, but it's mm-hmm. a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. And then just your own pure joy is an energy that's like even softer. And so the difference between the pure joy energy and the drinking and energy energy drink energy is kind of the difference between what those wants mm-hmm. feels like to me. Where when I was pursuing being an influencer to try to live this life, it was this very graspy kind of energy where it was like almost like an energy drink kind of vibe. But then as I started to pull back the layers of like, okay, wait, what do I actually want? Why do I want this? What is the actual things that I feel like are bringing me joy? It isn't being an influencer or isn't sharing the clothes that I'm wearing. Okay, what is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is just the freedom of movement. Oh, it is just like being able to like look at something beautiful and be in charge of the environment that I'm in when I'm working. Mm-hmm. And so peeling those things back, it was a pure want, mm. but I was going about it in the energy drink way rather than like the pure joy, mm. bringing the energy out of me way. And you know why that's such a perfect example is because when you drink those energy drinks, it's always, you know, that's one of the laws of the universe. What goes up must come down in an auto, you know, anything that's artificial. And so especially if you haven't earned it. And so that's where you get people who are super famous, but then they're really depressed or they made a certain, you know, it's happened to me before I've made a certain goal and it feels like nothing, you know, because if your heart is not in it, you haven't made the connection with the goal, with the calling from a pure place. Um, and so it doesn't feel like anything, you know, um, I was at a, a talk yesterday with this guy, David Giam, he's going to come on the podcast soon. He's one of the, um, he talks about a lot of Kabbalistic principles and he's very gifted. And he was saying that, you know, why does the pursuit of success feel better than when you get there? Why does the wanting of a soulmate, is that more enjoyable than when you get the soulmate? And he was like, I know half the people I speak to have a soulmate and want to get rid of a soulmate and the other half don't have a soulmate and they want a soulmate, you know? So it's that kind of like addictive pattern of always wanting something because you think it's going to fill a hole or when you finally get there, you will be able to be whatever. And it's that thinking that we have to remove is like we put all this like need of our own into false idols, anything that isn't the light, anything that isn't inside of us, right? Like when I finally, you know, am seen, then I'll be able to chill. Actually, what you then need to do is learn how to be at peace and more relaxed tomorrow, today, every step of the journey. And then what will happen is when you do experience that, it will be like sitting back and watching a movie, passenger consciousness, like we talk about in human design all the time. You'll be able to watch it and it's not going to be like, oh my gosh, happy clappy, you know, coming from the rooftops. It will feel like grounded and it will feel like yours and it will make you feel like yourself and you will feel like it's there to stay because you didn't, you weren't using it like a drug, like a hit of, of, Filling up a hole. I think that's a lot of what you and I both really want people to get out of life and a lot of, you know, the core reason why 
we even talk about so many of the things we talk about is because that's a that's what I want. I want to feel like this sustained mm-hmm. connection with my life and the things that I'm doing. And I don't want it to feel like I'm just like chugging an energy drink, energy drink once a month to make myself feel happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is, it's like the peeling back the layers process is creating a life that it, that actually feels like that. Mm-hmm. And that feels like connected to your alignment, your soul, what your soul really wanted mm-hmm. to do here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a practical little tool that I is coming to me is that a lot of the times we say yes to doing things or we even we don't even proactively choose, but we end up in situations where we like the sound of it or we like the idea of how it looks to other people. And a very easy way that you can kind of sort the wheat from the chaff on that one is just to pay attention to how you feel in those moments without attaching a story it doesn't mean that these people are unaligned it doesn't mean that it's toxic it doesn't mean you need to leave it all you know forever but just paying attention to did I like the sound of this or how this made me or who this made me as a person or come across to other people the image of you the avatar of you versus care more about your actual experience being more selfish like did I enjoy that and then that just becomes helpful feedback that you don't need to have a conclusion about today, but you just go, oh, I'm liking it less today. And then when you get to make a decision about realigning your life is when you've done that same thing five, 10 times and you're like, oh, I have consistently built up the evidence that this is the idea. It doesn't have to happen five or 10 times. Sometimes it can hit you one time like a smackaroo, but it's that. It's like caring more about what it is, almost interviewing everything in life as a possibility that the light has given you to serve you and to please you and to tickle and delight you. And so there's no getting it wrong or right. It's like it's in your soul already that it's going to be excited by taking supplements or not. Like I'm very open about the fact that I'm just not a supplement gal. And I have no story about that means it's wrong for everyone. That means that I'm falling behind or that means I'm not as healthy as people like none of that just attaching from what I think it makes me. And I trust that that's part of my thing. That's my makeup as a human being. That's my vibe. I have no memory to even remember to do anything day after day except for work. (laughs) And so what makes people like, why would I expect myself to think that I would remember to take something every day? Like I just don't, I'm not good at it. And that's just one facet of what goes into that tiny thing. That's supplements. Think about what goes into the big parts of our life, like our friendships, our romantic relationships, how many small micro layers that would go into the fact that we would enjoy something or not. And our brains are there going, try and find a reason why. Are you wrong? Everyone else does it. Like, it's so not that. That's not the, that's not the um, scaffolding that those things that either light you up or not are pleasing you or not are built on. It's interesting. You talk about And I think I want to say the original new paradigm course about how we're moving from like collective energy to like individual energy. Mm. And what I'm picturing right now is, you know, we're really not meant to sort of run on these tracks that already exist. Mm -hmm. We're kind of really majorly moving into a time where like the track that we're walking on really is meant to be a track that is being built one step in front of wherever we're standing. Mm -hmm. Because that's like our individual track. Mm -hmm. This way of being is individual track. Mm -hmm. It's not based off of a a track that you can look around and find. No. And that's, I think, the ultimately scariest part. And I've used this quote before. But, 
you know, the good news is you're falling, the bad news is you're falling through space um, without a safety net. Right. But the good news is there is no bottom. And this is really the challenge of, I mean, it, we're so privileged that we get this challenge, you know, that we are going off, like you said, on our own track, but that it's the bravest thing. It's such a warrior's journey to go on it because it gives me chills thinking about someone who's listening to this, who's who's walking this path with us because it makes you feel less alone, mm -hmm. you know? Because we are not alone. We just are going off in different directions that no one else can ever, who's ever lived, can tell you where it's going to go. And you could say that about history. You could say that about every human that has ever walked this earth. But we just also happen to be living in a time when the possibilities and the um, capabilities of how far and quick and wide and deep we can go is really popping off. And so that's really the part that's scary is, is the unknown, you know. And I don't, I want people to know that it's not that you and me are at this place where we're like totally happy with the unknown. We're just going at the pace that feels doable to us because the unknown is terrifying. And the reason why it's terrifying is because there feels like there's less security. And to that, I say there is no security in life. There's only false securities, right? This ultimate security is the one you have in yourself and the certainty of the light. But also that we feel that if we go off into our very individual track, we'll be alone or that we have to be more like other people for us to get on. And so this is our other challenge is loving people even though they're different from us and encouraging them and making them know that they will be loved by us even if they go off and study dragonflies, <laughs> even if they don't want to um, have children, even if they... Um, whatever their thing is, because by practicing being a kind of person that loves people anyway, that becomes your reality as well. And that's our duty is to all together create that world where we celebrate the dehomogenization. That's the, the most core tenet of human design is the science of differentiation, which is also known as dehomogenizing ourselves from the status quo, from all the things we've been told to be. And so can we do that whilst also loving and seeing and trusting each other's paths, um, even when no one knows where the hell we're heading. You say it, it's really scary, and like that's worse. Even you and I, we're still in process on that. And I will say, I feel safer doing it. Mm -hmm. I think because I have you, to be honest. And we haven't talked about the community aspect of the app, mm -hmm. but that's really why we ultimately created um, that community feature. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because yeah. we really haven't talked about it at I all. I know. We're and the worst people at promoting The stuff. worst. The worst. Um, we're like, oh, by the way, the entire app is literally different, <laughs> like, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> Will you share a little bit about why you wanted to do that? Because that was like a big epiphany for you where, I mean, you were a little bit resistant mm -hmm. to creating a feature like that. Yeah. You know, um, so, and this is such a story of, you know, killing ego because, I am sometimes, I'm very contrarian um, and that is, a there's a good part of that in me and there's also a bad part of that in me where if everyone's going left, I'm just going right. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I am comfortable saying that I sometimes um, think that community, I'd only seen what I thought were bad examples of community building. Or like cheesy versions of mm -hmm. it. 
where it's like, oh, it's a Facebook group or it's, yeah, calling things community that aren't community and whatever. And um, we were together in some way, we were talking about things and I don't know what happened where I just really realized that I'm standing in my own way of, again, conditioning, like what I've seen in the world as versions of community don't have to dictate the way that I create it. And, you know, togetherness, togetherness and connection is so important in the world and also to me that I had to really say, hold on a second, there's, there's, don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater and be stubborn here. Think about what version of it that you could do that would make you happy because there is a way to do that. And I love connecting people and I love connecting with people and I love making people feel seen and heard and loved. And everyone who's on this journey, like I said, like we're all together. We're not going in the same places, but we can love and understand each other through this. And so anyway, we decided to, in the summer, we decided to build this section, whole new section of the website, no, which the, is the app. Oh, the app, sorry. <laughs> which was such a pivot for us. And um, we dropped everything because I knew that having that size of an ego death for me was major. There was something there. Because when you know you've slayed yourself in such a way, a story you've told yourself a hundred times over, I don't want to build a community because I don't want to be like everyone else. Why? We even resisted calling it community. Yeah. To the very last day, Uh huh. basically. It was called discussions for a long time. Yeah. Because we had such a resistance to that word. Yeah. And I do think it's misused. And I do think that there are negative um, versions of it. But that doesn't mean just because you see something in the world that's not to your liking, instead of going away from it, maybe sometimes you need to actually throw yourself in it and reinvent it and do it differently or do it a way you like, you know. So, um, yeah. So what we did was in the new versions of the app, if you have the app, please update it is exactly that, like talking about what you're going through and polling people who have the same languaging around you, you know, talking about is there someone who is a 2-4 who struggles with this and what do you do about it? Or what do you think about, you know, specific manifesting, share your stories um, so that other specifics can understand you or I have an emotional projector child, does anyone else have one or whatever? And it's that, it's like, okay, let's learn to love each other and celebrating our sameness and our differences and loving each other through it. And it doesn't mean we have to have this fake love, but just, you know, what comes before love, we don't have to be intimate with everybody we know, but we feel loved when we feel understood, respected at the level to which we're close to the person, right? So it's it's teaching you and the world to have a different um, template that we feel loved on it's not conditional of we have to have the same political views and therefore that means we automatically get on so it's really beautiful and it's that giving the love and the scene and the understoodness to us that actually encourages us that it's okay to go off on our individual track and I think that's what you're saying when you said like the fact that you have me the fact that I have you the fact that I have my mom the fact that you know all these relationships that I didn't have before are changing format where it's becoming that because um, that's what allows us to know to the degree that we can that we'll still be okay if we go off on our individual track. Right. And this kind of unintentionally ends up being a perfect example of this like pure wants versus 
ego wants. Like that was what you genuinely wanted was mm-hmm. to be, create this for people. Mm-hmm. But because of your conditioning mm-hmm. and your want to be contrarian mm-hmm. and to be different and mm-hmm. do things in a different way, you had to kind of like peel back that layer of, mm-hmm. oh, there was an unpureness to my want to be so different and mm-hmm. go off on my own track and mm-hmm. not do the thing that everybody says I should do yeah. and peel it back. And then you were able to create because you did that, you were able to create something so much more pure mm-hmm. and yeah create connection between people <laughs> and being able to talk about our differences and talk about our sameness. Yeah in a way that we couldn't before literally and it is becoming that like yeah it literally brings me to tears when i'm in in that section the conversations that people are having Ugh, i can't I even and it just shows you that it's possible to live in a world where we all speak like this language this understanding of life this level of consciousness like it it's that feature has been so healing for me to be yeah. like oh, this is the world that i dreamed of as a kid you know this is this there's real people you know, with heart, with understanding, with this want of living in a world, living their lives in a certain way, like, it's just unbelievable. And it just gives you this fuel to just, it's going to be okay, we're going to keep going. And what's hilarious about the ego death is like, I had this story of doing it in a different way, to a fault in this case, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, it helps me in so many other ways. But that ego story was keeping my contrarianness to myself so that's not in service and by actually the very thing that I overcame trying to reactively give to myself then the side effect of me overcoming it was that I could give that to other people in the correct way right the being different giving them a funnel to do the things that that gift in me has in the positive when you stop using it in the negative it's directly linked yeah Blows my mind. <laughs> it's crazy, no? And so, for example, being seen, if you have a true want of being seen and you start using it in the right way, that will be such a different type of transformation. And you won't even, mm, let's say, get high off the being seen, but maybe you will do it in a way that helps other people feel seen. Or maybe you'll do it in a way that makes other people see a part of themselves or discover something new within them. We just don't know. I can say, from my own experience that that has happened I remember Mm -hmm. being for me at least like I I really I had this I think pure want of wanting to be at the center of the tribe doing something giving to people Mm -hmm. but I wasn't going about it in a way that was really pure and I had to peel back those layers Mm -hmm. and I remember being at the um the book launch event the Mm -hmm. magic of the human human design talk that you did and having people that were in the audience coming and asking me specific questions, and it's because they've heard me on the podcast now, and I've un- accidentally, mm-hmm. just by following my strategy, have like literally become that person mm-hmm. without actively trying to become that person. And mm-hmm. I remember I got home, we got home that night, and I called Blake, and I was like, "This feeling has what I, has been what I've always wanted. It absolutely was not in the package I thought it was going to be in." Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just having those conversations where I felt like I was really able to give my experience to people and give my clarity and mm-hmm. explain things in a way that made sense to them mm-hmm. and them being able to be like, well, you said this. Can you explain more what you meant? Mm. Um, I would I would 
die for that feeling. Life-giving. That is the feeling. That is the feeling. And it wasn't the way I thought it was going to get the no. feeling. So you, you, what you want to do is you want to hold strong to what you want to feel, you know, the general energy of the things you're being led to. Sometimes they're specific, but yeah, you want to you wanna just be open to life kind of leading you down different parts of how it wants you to get there. And what I think is also so special is that the way you are in one area is the way you are with the other. So in the book, we talk about this in the gifts, um, in the book are much more in detail because we can go very deep on them. And, you know, one of the things about gift 40 is it's a very patriarchal energy where you are with, with me. I always joke that you're my momager, right? <laughs> so, but it really is that same energy. It's like, I'm looking after, right? So it's not being seen so that people can admire you in the positive. It's, I am the patriarch. I'm the one who's, you know, looking, making sure everybody. And so, of course, we have to see up. We have to look to that patriarch, right? So that's where the being seen comes from. It's not the being seen that we understand. Like every gift has, has, and we've spoken about this before many times in private, like there's so many more layers to which a gift can go that we don't even know yet. And at the very core of it, it is like a supernatural power. And I do believe that we are going to, um, you know, our lifetimes, we're going to see the iterations of those kinds of gifts. But, you know, of of course, in our kind of cheaper world that is running on the addictive caffeine drinks, right? We're only just seeing it as, oh, it's being seen. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing our brains understand it as. But if you can really pull back and now you're in that process of it, and I'm seeing it come out of you even more, is like it is that, it's that very sort of magnanimous energy, you know what I mean? And so compare that to being seen. You're like, that's just two completely different levels. It's like eating junk food or eating Literally. It's you like know, I don't caviar. even want that anymore because <laughs> now I've known what it feels like to drink green tea. I can't quite say I'm at the purest level of it, but the caffeine high from green tea. I know what that feels like yeah. now. So, yeah. And that's also to encourage that there's always going to be new levels there's always more magic to come out and so don't pressure yourself if you feel like you're not there yet because it's good to feel like you're not there yet like mm. that's what propels you to new levels Secret. of magic yeah Secret. <laughs> it's fun yeah because as long as you're alive there's always going to be more magic to create and we will be the ones that do that on this on this planet like we are ready guys and you say that you say that not in a glib way yeah. Like you really mean that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not like, oh, it's so magical. Fairies so and unicorns. Like, like actual. We're in, we came here at this time for a reason and it is to do this. We're ready, guys. We're ready. Do we want to um, start a chat in our um, community? Yeah. Oh my God. Let's do it. Uh, what should we... We'll, we'll all put it... Basically, I created a category. So if you go into the community section on the app... There's a category called general. Mm -hmm. I created a tag that only you and I can use, mm -hmm. basically that says podcast. So in the general um, category, you'll see a little podcast button, mm -hmm. tap podcast, and it'll bring up the podcast chats. I'm going to try to start creating chats about each of the podcast episodes Amazing. so that you guys can come from here and then go continue the conversation over there. And we'll be able to jump in. Like if you have specific questions that like you want us to get to about this episode. Or mm. maybe we'll even get inspo for further episodes yeah. from there. Like 
just tell us what you're thinking tell us yeah. how you're feeling about this episode um, and share stories of times you've overcome your ego like i want to know they, they really help me keep going imagine other people though being able to scroll through those conversations like i think what the number one do. thing we've been yeah. able to give with this podcast is sharing these real examples mm. so go share your real please. examples please yeah. you never know who you lift up including us 